0: Okay, guys, welcome back to this episode of SEO Shorts. I'm here with B, and we are going to talk about something that we talked about on the <laughs> Simple and Smart SEO show. We were but, smart. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to give you the actual answers in how to fix some common SEO problems. Yes. Hi, by oh, the way. Hello. I just also wanted to say I have a lisp right now because my tooth fell out. I have an old volleyball injury. And so, when I talk, I may have a lisp today, and I just want to apologize for that. <laughs> it's fine.
1: Oh, the people are here for the information, and they will get awesome. that with or without a lisp.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's hop into it. Let's start with broken links. Let's, shall we? Which is just like one of the saddest names. Yeah, broken links. So, poor broken, broken links. But there's two different ways that you can fix it. There's like long way and <laughs> a short way. And you <laughs> That's know, a really good front. way to say it. <laughs> From the perspective of say a Shopify account, there is a navigation menu where you can go and click on you know broken links or like create a redirect. So if you have that option in your content management system, like whether it's Shopify or Squarespace or whatever, um, if you have the option to create a redirect from your navigation menu, that's the easiest way to do it because you can put the old link that's broken that doesn't work and have it redirect to a new link wherever you want people to go instead. Is that what you do, Bea? I've actually
1: never, I'm actually trying to sign into my Squarespace account because I've never, and I need to, created a 301 redirect. And I haven't set up my 404, we'll, we'll get to that in a, in a little bit, but I haven't set up my 404 error page either. So it just, it redirects to one of my, I think it goes to my services or my about page, but I'm poking around on the back end of Squarespace because I'm not sure if there is something where it's
0: just like a simple fix the broken link thing. Okay. Well, while you're poking around there, let me address the 404 page real quick, because (laughs) the 404 page is kind of similar in the respect of like a thank you page where Mm -hmm. that's an opportunity to, you know do some branding for your business or give an extra message or whatever. Um, and instead of just saying like, oh, this is a 404 page, you know, you could say something funny, you know, if your brand is yeah. funny or clever or whatever, you can be like, whoops, took a wrong turn, you know, or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I've written Shopify-
1: them before and it's really fun to write them, but I just, I realized really? recently that I hadn't done it myself. I was like, oh, that's such a missed opportunity.
0: Yeah. So like on my Shopify store, I have a big picture graphic from Canva that says, Oops, and it has (laughs) me and Asher laughing. And then it said, Let's get you back where you want to be, or something like that. And then I have links to popular blogs or to go shopping or whatever. So that's my tip for four or four pages. You know, like make sure that you infuse some personality in there and then give them some options to go back someplace that makes you money. take them somewhere that
1: they want to be. I can't figure this out quickly with doing a 301 redirect. And typically, honestly, what I do with my clients, I even had this conversation yesterday with someone. She was talking about doing this and fixing a broken link. She actually does have a web developer. So I was like, talk to your web person and they will be able to set this up without any mistakes or anything. I've just, I've never done it myself. I usually outsource that, but I will come back and if there's anything I can add in the show notes, I will about a Squarespace site specifically with a broken link and
0: maybe doing like a 301 redirect. Okay, cool. So the next thing that often comes up in audits um as errors are duplicate meta descriptions. Mm-hmm. And duplicate meta descriptions and duplicate title tags usually travel together. What happens in Shopify a lot of times is people will duplicate the page. And Mm -hmm. so when they duplicate the page, what they don't realize is that they're also duplicating all of the meta descriptions, which is the meta tags, the title tag, the meta description, all of that goes with the duplicate. So at the end of the day, you end up with two pages with the exact same meta descriptions and the exact same title tags.
1: Yeah, exactly. I've done that before where I've duplicated pages on my own site, and immediately I'm like, and we're just going to fix this. So that's why I like having the SEO basics checklist that I have, the freebie that I give out. And it's actually a tool that I use with my own client work and with my work for my website. And I'm just going to pull that up because one thing I like to point out is the character number that you want to aim for. I don't have it memorized, I just have it in this checklist. So for your title, the SEO title is what it's sometimes called or the title tag. 60 characters max is what we're aiming for. For the meta description or what's sometimes called the SEO
0: description or the page description, you want that to be 155 characters max. Yep. So those are good numbers to shoot for. Sometimes I hear 160 is okay for the meta description, but if you hit 155 and you stay there, then you're between that range of 150 and 160, which is great. So, yeah, I absolutely there was a, 100% agree.
1: Yeah. And there was a client that I worked with recently who has a Show It website, I believe. And like I used to do SEO titles of 65 characters max, like that used to be my guidepost. Her website wouldn't take more than 60, like you physically could not add more characters. So that's why I bumped it down to 60, just because I learned that that was the case with Show
0: It. Mm hmm. And hrefs when they do audits, they will give you that parameter as well. Mm-hmm. So that's where I learned that. Okay. So multiple title tags, that's another error that comes up. And yeah. a lot of people are like, how could you have multiple title tags? Well, when you don't know that there's an H1 and an H2 and an H3, mm-hmm. a lot of times we can format our headings as H1s. And so yep. the only H1 that you want on your page is the actual title of the page, the title of the article or the product title, whatever. There's just one of those. Yeah, they're really
1: territorial. And just to give you something to look for, if you're still unfamiliar with what an H1 is, it's the big, bold text that you see typically at the top of a page when you go to a web page. So there can only be one, it's like 99.99% of the time going to be at the top of the page. And that is really one of those places that you want to stick the keywords so that Google can understand what that page is about and know who to present that page
0: in front of. Yes. And then if you're looking for the multiple or the the other title tags on the page, a lot of times they'll be bold or larger Mm -hmm. in size or whatever. So if you highlight those You'll usually be able to see whether they've been labeled as an H one or something like that. Exactly.
1: I think we have going back to meta description. Not only do we have duplicate meta descriptions, we also have times where there are no meta descriptions,
0: mm-hmm. and we don't so want that a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I started my Shopify store, I never knew there was a meta description option at the bottom of every single page.
1: Yeah, same. It's you don't know what you don't know, and when you do learn about it, then it's like, oh, okay this is something that I need to make sure I have.
0: Yeah. So if you have no meta description, you want to make sure that that is 150 to 160 characters or the 155 You know that we was talking about. You want to make sure that the keyword that you're targeting for that page comes at the front of the meta description, just like you want that keyword to come at the front of the title tag. And yeah, I love to use Jasper for these. So I bust out meta descriptions super fast because I use Jasper. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And a couple things to point out with meta descriptions. One is that Google and other search engines don't always use the meta description that you provide, but it's always a better idea to give something in there than to leave it blank. The other thing is that something you can do when you're writing it, if you're writing it yourself or whether you're using Jasper, just keep this in mind as well is that you want to write that meta description as if you're talking to the person who's reading these results. You want them to be really intrigued and feel like you are helping them specifically with a problem. So make sure that when you're writing it, you're like,
0: you blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Yeah, that super key point of copywriting where you write to one person, right?
1: One person. And where we try to do that in the
0: podcast as well. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so the next one is low word count. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in your take on this one, B, because Uber suggests will give you a low word count error if your word count on a page is below 200. But mm-hmm. I've also heard that people should shoot for 300 words
1: on a page. I do a minimum word count typically on, especially my client work. Don't go to my website and judge that because my poor website gets ignored. But mm-hmm. that's typically what I aim for is like three to 500 words minimum on a page. And I will say the pages that get this error that I've seen the most are contact pages or something like your links pages where you do like the link in bio for Instagram or Facebook, things like that. So an easy way to beef it up is just to maybe expand on things or give some context around things or write a little note to people that are coming to these pages and that'll beef it up pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. And then on Shopify for e-commerce, a lot of times it's collection pages where there's a bunch of different images together or even product pages. Um, Mm. So the most important things that are going to impact the sale at the top of your product pages and above the fold. But under that, you can add a little bit more text to be a little bit more descriptive of your product and your brand. Precisely. Are we on our final one? I think we have two more. We've got the SEO non-friendly errors in your title. So what that means is you have some sort of weird formatting where it's not word dash word dash word. So if it's anything other than letters dash letters dash letters, it could be considered SEO non-friendly. So if you had like an apostrophe Mm -hmm. in your title, Um, or anything like that, or an ampersand or any sort of symbol. You don't want to do that. You want to get rid of all the symbols. You want to make it very simple, very clear for Google to be able to understand what that page is about.
1: Yeah. And places that that could show up would be images, possibly even like your URL slug. Where else? Is there anything else
0: you can think of? Yeah, I guess it could be those places, but specifically in your meta title, you don't mm-hmm. want to have this. Yeah. So anytime that you're naming a file, whether it's an image file or, you know, a PDF that you're going to have for download or your title tags, you just want it to be really clear. Just letters, dash, letters, dash, letters. The end. The end. <laughs> Drive that point home. Nothing else. Letters yeah. and dashes, people. guess we did talk about the 404 errors and making a 404 page and then the 301 redirects, I guess that goes along with that. So,
1: yeah. So with 404, just make sure that it's something that's on brand, something that's relevant to like, how do you speak to people? What would you say when like an oops happens? Would it be funny? Would it be more serious and direct? Just like make that page really you and that page may also show up. I'm realizing this as I'm saying this,
0: that page may show up with a low word count it's just going to happen. Yep. So, those are the top errors that we covered on the Simple and Smart SEO show. We wanted to make sure that we shared with you how you could actually fix it. So, hopefully you found this helpful and we would love to know, you know, if you did. What's our action item of the day be? Well, I would love to see
1: if anybody had any of these issues show up and if they have used what we shared to correct them or Mm. It's uh, something simpler. Maybe you just kind of got some insight. And for example, like me, you're going to go make a 404 error page today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one. So yeah. if you do make a 404 error page, I'd love to see it. Like drop the link because we could all get inspired from that. So yeah, I love it.
1: And lastly, before we leave, we of course just want to thank Leah and Marcy over at the podcast effect for helping us make this sound lovely for
0: you. <laughs> Boop, boop. Yeah. Thanks, so thanks lady. so much guys. And we will see you next time, my friend, next episode bye. of the SEO Shorts podcast. I said bye too soon. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. You're well
1: on your way to being the answer to even more Googled questions. Thanks so much for joining us this week.
0: Have you noticed some SEO wins since listening to SEO Shorts? We want to know. Email us at hello at simpleandsmartseo.com or share in the episode conversation thread.